Welcome to Digging Into a Bible. Hey, hey, welcome to Digging Into the Bible. My name is Jim Barnard. This is a production of Tiller Coaching. All right, it's day 74, and we've got um, Paul, uh, who has just uh, appealed to Caesar. And uh, he did this to avoid the potential chess game of maybe going back to Jerusalem, which obviously was going to end in an ambush and his murder, and uh, that's not good. Um, so uh, today we're going to see what happens next. And we, we get a, a new character in here, um, just another layer of... Uh, the, the justice of the royal system um, of the, the Roman Empire. So with that as the backdrop, let's go ahead and uh, dig in. This is Acts chapter 25, starting at verse 13. Now when some days had passed, Agrippa the king and Bernice arrived at Caesarea and greeted Festus. And as they stayed there many days, Festus laid Paul's case before the king, saying, there is a man left prisoner by Felix, and when I was at Jerusalem, the chief priests and the elders of the Jews laid out their case against him, asking for a sentence of condemnation against him. I answered them that it was not the custom of the Romans to give up anyone before the accused met the accuser face to face and had opportunity to make his defense concerning the charge laid against him. So when they came together here, I made no delay, but on the next day I took my seat on the tribunal and ordered the man to be brought. When the accusers stood up, they brought no charge in his case of such evils as I supposed. Um, <laughs> rather, they had certain points of, of dispute with him about their own religion and about a certain Jesus who is dead, but whom Paul asserted to be alive. Being at a loss on how to investigate these questions, I asked whether he wanted to go to Jerusalem and be tried there regarding them. But when Paul had appealed to be kept in custody for the decision of the emperor, I ordered him to be held until I could send him to Caesar. Then Agrippa said to Festus, I would like to hear the man myself. Tomorrow, he said, you shall hear him. Um, <clears throat> so on the, on the next day, Agrippa and Bernice came with great pomp. They entered the audience hall with the military tribunes and the prominent men of the city. Then, at the command of Festus, Paul was brought in. And Festus said, King Agrippa and all who are present with us, you see this man about whom the whole Jewish people petitioned me, both in Jerusalem and here, shouting that he ought to not live any longer. But I found that he had done nothing deserving death. And as he appealed to the emperor, I decided to go ahead and send him. Uh, but I have nothing definite to write to my Lord about him. Therefore, I have brought him before you all, and especially before you, King Agrippa, so that after we have examined him, I may have something to write. For it seems to, be un seems to me unreasonable in sending a prisoner not to indicate the charges against him. Okay, that was a long section. Um, I, I, I really like the fact that King Agrippa comes in with so much pomp. Like, first of all, pomp is a great word. Like, the only time I ever hear the word pomp is when it's uh, accompanied with circumstance. Uh, great pomp and circumstance. I don't really understand that phrase. Like, adding circumstance to it doesn't really add to the meaning. In fact, it kind of confuses the meaning. Like, pomp is like this show, this... Uh, um, you know, this kind of selfishness, like it's about me, right? Look at me. And, uh, you know, King Agrippa is like the only authentic person in this scenario who's like 
making it about him. Like, I guess you got to appreciate that. Like he's, he's, he's owning it. It, it is about him. He's so Pompey. I, <laughs> I, I love that. Um, you know, so Festus is Pompey, isn't it? By making it sound like he offered Paul to go to Jerusalem. He really just wanted to have a fair trial and he was, he wasn't sure how to do that. And, uh, you know, um, you know, when the accuser stood up, they really brought no charge in his case, you know, as, as I suppose that he would. And, uh, just, you know, he, he really wants to, you know, what, what is best here. And, you know, there's so much pomp on his part because I, obviously this man wants to be liked and he had the, you know, he, the, the Jews had his ear and, uh, man, I just think that like, isn't like life so much about like the pomp that we can gather? Like, man, I want some pomp over here. I want some pomp over there. I want some pomp everywhere, man. Just, uh, you know, give it to me. And, Agrippa is going to like listen to Paul. He's going to take the time to listen, um, and we're, we're going to see over the next couple of days what happens to that. But I just think that like our own desire for pomp gets in our way so much. Like uh, maybe you'd say, "No, nah, I don't really want my own pomp." <laughs> well, that's probably just not a word you would use. You do want your own pomp because um, I think human nature says we want that. Um, so, anyways, I just think that finally we've got a person that at least is authentic enough to own his desire for pomp. And maybe that's going to work out well for him. And so we will see. Um, with that as, uh, as uh, not the backdrop, I, what am I doing? I'm doing the beginning when I'm supposed to be doing the ending. <laughs> um, well, I can't wait to see what happens next. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. I will see you tomorrow as we continue on with Acts chapter 26. I'll see you then.